Sporting Beards, episode number 91. Chase, how you doing, man? <sighs> that, is a, that is a good question. That's right why now. I asked it. <laughs> um, I'm doing well right now. Um, it is the World Series currently with the Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks, and tied one-to-one after the first two games in Arlington. But the Rangers are up three to nothing right now in the seventh inning. Two outs now in the top of the seventh inning. But still, we're up three nothing right now. So I'm feeling good in that regard. But today is also a sports equinox. So yeah. not only is it a sports equinox, but oh, the Rangers are involved. The Mavericks are involved. The Dallas Stars are playing hockey. FC Dallas is actually in a playoff game right now. And then there's also primetime NFL football. So, <laughs> there's a lot. <laughs> Lots going on in the, in the world of sports, for sure. Yes. A- outside um, of the sports, it <clears throat> it is the day before Halloween. It is. I, I saw that y'all had a Halloween thing. Yes, uh, my buddy Zach had a, uh, a Halloween party that we went to, and me and Casa went as uh, peanut butter and jelly. Um, basically big pieces of bread that one had peanut butter on the other had jelly. Right. Um, I went with peanut butter and on the back, it actually said, let's get nutty. <laughs> and then on the back of hers, it said everything's sweeter with jelly. You should have, you should have pinned a little banana on you. Cause I know a lot of people like, like putting banana in uh peanut butter and jelly. I don't, that's true. That's weird to me, but the one that I did when I was a kid was Lay's potato chips. On the peanut butter and jelly. peanut butter and jelly, really? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Huh. Now I, I I'll still do that with like a with like a ham sandwich, right? <laughs> but peanut butter and yeah. jelly that's that's a little strange to me. I'm not gonna lie. You got to try it next time. But I I am a I'm a big proponent of peanut butter. Like I love I love peanut butter. Peanut butter is like one of my favorite. It's it's a basic food group for me. Crunchy. I I can go both ways. Mark that. <laughs> you know, I I like the smooth, and you know, I like I like some nuts in there too. I uh, thank you. <laughs> I, I I do I do lean lean creamy rather than rather than crunchy. Okay, I kind of like crunchy, but I kind of feel you. I can go with either one. I like yeah. the the peanut butter that's already mixed with honey. Mm. Mm, that's it's okay it's okay uh, have you ever had the one where it's the peanut butter and jelly together yeah in, that's in not too bad it's pretty good it's pretty yeah. good saves you a knife when you're spreading it you know because what i do because i eat peanut butter and jelly all the time like that's my i'm lazy i work from home lunch. quick easy meal but what i what i do is i get the toaster out and i toast i toast the bread and then I spread the peanut butter and jelly on there. Ooh, it's pretty good okay. that way. It it takes That's it to a, a whole new level. Oh, I can imagine the toasted and crunchy. Yeah, it's good. It's real that good. That does sound good. But that that's most of my lunches at work. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sandwiches are always good. They're quick and easy, and they're and affordable. Cheap. They're so cheap. <laughs> yes. Like. Yes. You know, if you if you mostly eat peanut butter and jelly, all you got to do is just have a loaf of bread a week, which is like five bucks. And like once a month, you got to go get some more peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> Not bad. It's so Not cheap. Bad at all. You can't beat it. Like it's it's one meal cost wise, but it's spread out over like ten. <laughs> Fair. Dude, for the longest time, my grandma would always try to make me eat breakfast in the morning and I just mm-hmm. wouldn't wouldn't do it and then finally one day she tried peanut butter toast mm. and for some reason it got me and yep. then that's a and snack. then every morning i'm pretty sure until i graduated from high school she made peanut butter toast it's good like it, yeah it's, it's not bad it, it's a good i like snack. jelly toast a little bit better that's that's my late night snack is peanut butter okay. toast or or sometimes like if i'm just getting hungry but it's not lunch time yet I'll just toss a couple of pieces of bread in the in there and uh, give me some peanut butter toast and hold me over until lunchtime. That's fair. All right, but, enough food talk. I already ate dinner. Yeah, me, me too. Uh, I had, 
we made chili over the weekend since it's been cold here in DFW. Oh, yeah. Perfect. And that's one of our favorite things to do. Is It's one of the only things that I can cook. <laughs> so <laughs> anytime we get the chance, Aurora's like, are you going to make chili this weekend? <laughs> Very nice. It's like chili, pot roast, and peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> that's what I cook. Doyce's Cafe. <laughs> yeah. I can cook a burger. I can cook a burger and a steak. You can't. But oh, you do. You do you, make good burgers. But you got to get on the grill for that, and I ain't going outside True. right now. You know, it's too cold. It is. But yeah, it's 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 been a it's been a weekend. We we didn't talk about it last week, mostly because I didn't know if she would want it to be talked about. But right. Aurora was in a car accident the day that we recorded last week. We ended up recording like an hour and a half late because because of right. that. And she probably broke her wrist or fractured part of her wrist. We're getting an MRI in the morning to see exactly what happened. Sorry, Aurora. Pray. But so we, I've been having to pick up a lot more slack than usual, my lazy self. So, Which is fair. It, is fair. I mean, yeah, I, I should probably do that more <laughs> often anyway. But it kind of has to be done right. now. Right. You le- you left no choice. Right. So we're, we're down to... Like, she's sharing a car with her mom, basically, and we haven't gotten her car back yet. It's a whole ordeal. Fun, fun. That's always uh, always a headache. Yes. I've only been in a couple little things, but knock on wood, shit. <laughs> I, I haven't but. in 15 years, so we've got a good. good streak going. Hopefully that continues, but... Right. But I also, whenever mine happened, I, I flipped my truck. And then literally the next day, I was driving my grandma's car and got rear-ended. No. <laughs> the next day. Dang. It was so dumb. <laughs> they both had to be... <laughs> Mine was totaled, obviously, since I flipped it, but hers was in the shop for like a week, so then I just didn't have a vehicle because the backup vehicle was now <laughs> in the shop. <laughs> oh, man. Talk about it piling on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sucks. But anyway, well, yeah, eventful weekend. I feel you. We just had the Halloween party, and then crazy baseball. <laughs> yeah, which we'll get into. Yes. So episode ninety-one. Do you have any any ninety ones that pop to mind? So I did not have any pop to mind, but a couple that stand out to me when I looked a couple up. Um, Dennis Rodman. Yeah, for three years with the Bulls. Yeah, I mean, he he's a legend. Everybody knows who Dennis Rodman is, even if you're not a big fan of basketball. He's a uh, wild personality. Yeah. Um, North Korea's own Dennis Rodman. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, and then uh, one that used to torment the Cowboys quite a bit, Justin Tuck. Oh, I didn't see Dustin. For, I didn't for the, see Justin Tuck. Yeah, for there. the Giants. He was a beast, man. He was pretty good for a while and I, I hated him but respected him. <laughs> well, the other ninety one that I have written down was also someone who terrorized the Cowboys, and that was Fletcher Cox. Yep. I had him over there too and man, and he's he's still going. Yeah. He's little getting up there in age. But he is. Been around for Finally a while. got him a Super Bowl. Yeah, that was unfortunate. But Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as far doing? as far as titles go, one of like top five maybe World Series of all time, Twins over Arguably. over Braves in seven. That was yep. for anyone who doesn't know that game seven was was it the tenth or eleventh inning where it finally somebody finally scored, but it was like zero zero forever in that game with Schmoltz and Jack Morris. And the MVP ended up being Jack Morris, and crazy season even to begin with. Something I thought was cool from that season was Jeff Bagwell was the Rookie of the Year, mm-hmm. and then Tom Glavin was the Cy Young. And I was like, hey, that's that's two guys that you and me both really like, and yeah, and definitely respect. So yeah, and that like that series is one of the main reasons that Jack Morris is in the Hall of Fame. Basically, which is fair. If you look at his his career numbers, his career numbers don't don't really say Hall of Famer, 
But then he's got two great World Series, one with the Twins and one with the Tigers. And that basically gets him to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Championships are uh, are a good way to get into the Hall in any sport. Yeah. If you if you shine bright when the lights are when the lights are on, that's going to get you somewhere. Yep. In the uh, in the Super Bowl, we've got the Redskins over the Bills. That was the second of the Bills' four consecutive losses. <laughs> that one not quite as close as the Giants game. It was thirty-seven twenty-four. And then Michael Jordan's first title with the Bulls over the Lakers. That was a five-game series. That was. Uh, Magic's last finals appearance, I think. And then college football, we had another split title. Second year in a row with a split title. Washington Gross. Washington got the got number one for most of the polls, but the AP did have Miami number one. So Washington and Miami. Washington and Miami. Two ends of the spectrum right there. Yeah. You, can, <laughs> you really can't. In this country, unless you're going to Alaska or Hawaii, you can't go any further than Miami to to, to Washington. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Like that's as far as it gets. Yeah. <laughs> so those are your. So one, so one gets titles. to celebrate the South title, and one gets to celebrate the North title. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Oh man. But those are the uh, those are the titles from 1991. There is one other 91 thing. I was born in 1991. Very nice, the Doyce episode. So there we go. It's a very Hell special yeah. episode. Yep. All right. Well, I guess let's go ahead and get get the baseball. Yeah, let's get it over with. Oh, I know. I was gonna say over with, but for <laughs> me, it's not over with. But I know it is get it over with for you. But so game one was an all time classic. It was an absolute thriller. I'm going to be honest, I was feeling pretty pretty tipsy by the time the ending finally happened because of the, the roller coaster of emotions that I went through. Yeah. I can but imagine. I've been there. It, yeah, exactly. And I think I might have talked to you about this already. Or no, I don't think I have because the World Series started on Friday. But the feelings that I'm feeling during this are different than anything I've ever felt. So like as much as like I, I've talked about, I loved that the Braves won and it was fun, but it wasn't. It this is so different. It's so weird because I just feel like I know more about the Rangers and I've been invested more, and every pitch just magnified. I, I thought the playoffs was crazy, but when you get your team into the World Series, like obviously I remember the ten and eleven, but I wasn't as glued in like I am now. <laughs> yeah, and and so it's been insane, but. uh Instead of going too much into detail about the games themselves, game one, we're down 5-3 in the bottom of the ninth. Tavares gets a walk, which ends up being huge. And Arizona's had a pretty good bullpen. Anytime you walk the nine hole, that's just a recipe for disaster. Especially in the postseason. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially the postseason, especially this series. So... Corey Seager, uh, I don't remember what Simeon did. Seager gets out, or uh, Simeon gets out. Seager comes up to bat and just absolutely unleashes on a ball. I think it ended up being 440 or something like that. Yeah, he crushed it. Yes, absolutely crushed it. And the way that he screamed and his reaction afterwards says everything because He's usually typically a more reserved guy besides when he was in the World Series last time. But he's usually pretty chill and like you don't see a lot of emotion come from him. But man, did he let it all out after that hit. And it was so exciting and so fun. I was up at the bowling alley watching Casa Bowl and we finished watching the uh, game at the bar at that bowling alley. And so I'm just going crazy. Everybody's looking at me kind of funny. Cause not, I mean, there were a lot of Ranger fans there. But there were also just regular people there, too. And so it was fun, though. And then they tie it up in the bottom of the ninth. They get through that. We get to the 11th. Adolis is up to bat and just cranks one oppo. I didn't know if it was going to have enough. At first, I was like, and then the way he was looking at it, I didn't know if it was even going to be fair. Yeah, it didn't look like he got it all. 
Like no, it didn't. Off the bat, it didn't look like he got it. I, I thought so too, and it just kept going and kept going, and then it just goes over the fence, and and he writes his name in the history books, and he he's been doing some unreal things. I know it was a lot against y'all, so I know you don't <laughs> you're a little sad about it. But what he's doing this postseason is ridiculous. It really is. And it's almost to the point of needing like the Yordan. I'll, I'll give Yordan his respect. The Yordan and slash Barry Bonds kind of treatment. Where it's almost like, do you even want to pitch to this guy? And just because of how hot he is right now. Right. And it's just so exciting to see. You, you definitely can't give him his pitch. Exactly. Like, you've you've got to stay away from those spots. You know, mm-hmm. if if you're gonna if you're gonna throw a fastball up, it's got to be up. It can't be in the zone. That's what got the Astros in trouble. The Astros were striking him out when they were throwing it above the zone until yep. he until they got one down in the zone and he crushed it. Yeah, he caught up to it finally because he didn't but have to climb the ladder so if, high. Yeah, exactly. If, if you're gonna go up, you got to go up and you got to mm-hmm. get it above the zone. You cannot throw a fastball strike on the inner third and up. You just can't do it. Nope, not against him. Not that that's the one that he that's not the one that he hit out, but still like that's that's the area you really have to avoid. If he if he catches one on the outside and and hits a hits an away shot, you know, tip your cap. Tip your cap. Yeah. And, and I like I don't I don't hate Adolis Garcia or anything. Like I don't I, I don't hate like the whole celebrating thing. Like I don't hate that at all. Like I don't I don't care. Right. What the only thing that Ar- that Garcia has done that I didn't like is when he got hit, getting in Martin Maldonado's face immediately when there's no chance that that was an intentional hit. And the only reason that that even escalated even a little bit is because of the way that he reacted. I can't agree with that that it escalated because of the way he reacted. That's definitely true. Um, but we've already had our discussion on whether we believe it is intentional or not. We have. I just so wanted to say, I just wanted to say that, that I just wanted to make it clear that I have nothing against Adolis Garcia. Okay. He's an emotionally charged guy and that's fine. Dude, you know how many people I've had to dap up after a baseball game and be like, "Hey man, I was competitive. It's part of the game." Yeah. I just went a little overboard maybe. <laughs> yeah. Like it still does crack me up the whole that he is basically Jose Bautista. And like but I said, Rangers I don't argue with it. you with so, that. I'm not going to argue with that. Like that but still yes, cracks me I do up, love but it. I have nothing against him. I have nothing against him. Now, I will say I was I was a, a doubter. I was an Adolis Garcia a doubter, and I've been wrong. I can admit that I was wrong. I mean, to be honest, when we were doing this whole rebuild, I, he was one of the question marks for me of if he was going to stick through it or not. But he's proved that he was worth it, and then obviously this year in this postseason – prove that he's more than worth it so yeah he's you know you know who he reminds me of not necessarily exactly but just in in like profile of player he reminds me of george springer the reason i I say that is that when george springer first came up he was a guy that struck out like 40 percent of the time but he hit the ball hard he made good contact and he hit home runs but he just swung wildly all the time all the time when George Springer t- turned the corner because he stopped swinging so hard, he realized that he, that he could, he could launch the ball if he didn't swing all out every single time. And he cut down his strikeout rate from close to 40% down into the, the low twenties. And Adolis Garcia was kind of that way where he had a huge strikeout rate the last couple of years heading into this one. And I haven't looked at the numbers exactly, but I, I feel like he's lowered that to a certain extent he has um but it all exactly what you're talking about is what happened in game six of the alcs he struck out four times because he was trying too hard and he was swinging too hard and then he finally decided to calm down a little bit and that's when he started raking the ball even more (laughs) yeah so yeah that makes perfect sense i can i can agree with that so he reminds me a little bit of of George Springer. In that See, way. the funny thing is that Springer was still a leadoff, even though he was doing those things. Well, <laughs> he, he's he became a leadoff when he stopped doing those. Well, okay, was it? So it was kind of a chicken or the egg thing. He stopped doing it right around the time that they started batting him leadoff, and I think it was it was a they a, kind of both helped each other. It was a mentality thing with Springer 
of when he was batting three and four, he thought, you know, my job is to hit homers, so I'm going to swing hard. Whereas once he got moved into the leadoff spot, he was like, my job is to get on base. And so he just started trying to get on base. And when he was doing that, he was still hitting the ball hard. Just it, he was spraying it all over the field and he would still hit his homers. So Vidolis just swung too hard. Pop flew to center and he's reaching at his back. And yeah, he, look, looked like an oblique maybe. Yeah. And that's a, we were just talking about it. Yep. What the hell? Got excited. I hope he's okay. <laughs> He saw he, a fastball in and and, and tried swung to yank out of his it. Shoes. Yeah, he did. And like we just talked about, you don't have to do that. No. Just make let the ball and the bat do what it's supposed to do. I got to remind myself of that in golf. When I just swing s- smooth and slow, what is what, what's the saying? Slow, slow, is, slow smooth, is smooth, smooth, smooth is, is fast. fast. Yes, it's from Shooter. <laughs> yes, and so I. Uh, I've been incorporating that in my sports because it's it's so true. You want you'd rather be fluid than all out hard. Yeah. So I used to I used to tell you that all the time in bowling. Yeah. Say exactly every sport. It, it literally can be good advice in every sport. So, man, I hope he's okay. But we uh, we're six outs away from taking a two one lead in Arizona. Let's let's go Rangers. Um, but game two was a completely different story. Not a very competitive game. And I got to give props to Arizona. They played small ball. They get a runner on first with nobody out, they bun them over every single time. They don't care who's up to bat. And what do they do? They score runs because of it. So they played small ball against us and and beat us. I give the Diamondbacks a ton of credit all season, really, but especially in the postseason. This is a team that gets off the mat when you knock them down. You know they got oh, yeah. off. They got off to the great start to the season. They got their ass kicked. They got off the mat and had a good and had a good finish to the year. They get their ass kicked the last couple of weeks, but still hang on to a, a postseason spot. And then they start kicking ass in the postseason. Then they go down 0-2 against the against the Phillies. Not just 0-2, but by 10, a 10 nothing yeah. game two. They get off the mat, and they come back and win that series. They Taking game six and seven in Philly. Oof. In Philly, yeah. And then game one, they get, do that. they get as big of a gut punch as you can have in the World Series. Just an absolute kick in the nuts kind of loss. Yeah, the game was theirs. And they come back, and they destroy in the next game. Yep. And I mean, props to their pitching staff. Uh, uh, Merrill, Merrill, Merrill Kelly. Kelly was on fire. I mean, he really was. He was getting a lot of favorable calls. Now I don't know if you noticed that. There, he uh, the the home plate umpire was a par- technically the the number one rated umpire behind home plate during the regular season. Yeah, wasn't his best. But game. he he missed twelve close calls. Ten of them were against the Rangers. Yeah. So now, it felt very lopsided. A lot of times that comes down to who's catching and who's pitching. A Jonah lot of times. Heim's one of the best framing catchers there are. Mm. I don't know if that's That's definitely accurate. accurate that's but. that's one of the reasons that he even became who he was. He didn't have the, the bat going like he does now. It was because he was so good at framing and so good at gunning people down. Anyway. And could be a statistical anomaly too just well yeah it just sucked but regardless Merrill Kelly was still hitting spots he was hitting those questionable call spots I mean that's what you still want as a pitcher you don't want it to always be in the zone (laughs) so so he, he was on fire and they they shut us down they shut that powerful offense down and I was bummed during that one but I was also wearing my peanut butter toast costume so (laughs) i was okay um but yeah now we're game three it's been a good game um fought right the rookie uh for the diamondbacks yeah he's uh he's pitched pretty well he did give up um i think it was nathaniel Lowe hit uh it was it looked like it could have been a single but it was kind of in the gap to where the outfielders had to run to it they cut it off before it got to the wall, but he got to second, and then we got a single, and he scored to make to get the first run, and then we had a two-run bomb by Corey Seager. 
And so it's 3 nothing right now. Hopefully they can get these last six outs. I mean, they haven't lost on the road in, in the playoffs yet. So hopefully they can keep that going. And, man, I don't even know what I'll do with myself. I can't believe – I don't remember if I said this on the pod or not. I know I've told you. I can't believe we were actually this close to a Braves-Rangers World Series, but it was actually the Rangers that made it, not the Braves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, baseball's weird. This yeah, like this is the the lowest win total for a World Series in a non-short season ever. Now the, yeah. the Diamondbacks are doing a lot of the heavy lifting there since they're an eighty-four win team, but true. Still, even the times where we've had low eighties win teams or like eighties win teams, like the la- last year with the Phillies, they were an 80, 80 something, eighty-six, eighty-seven win team, something like that. But the Astros were a hundred and six win team. Right, so usually uh, it balances out a little bit more. The the year that the Cardinals made it as an 82-win team, they played a 100-win team. The year that the Rockies made it with 80-something wins, they played a 100-win team. It's just usually not both teams Yeah, usually on the lower there's end. one. Yeah, it's usually one Cinderella story, and the other one is like the juggernaut that just did what they were supposed to do to get there. Yeah, now it's just <laughs> for a some team reason, and a Cinderella two. story. I, I can't I see, see the Rangers as a Cinderella story. It's well, not. No, not re- I mean, they're not really. I mean, you're right. Plus, I mean, 90 wins isn't coming out of nowhere. Right. So. And, and they were leading their division basically the whole year. Yeah, lost it on the last day. You're right. Fourth. It was the fourth best run differential in baseball. Like, You're right. Not quite like the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks are, are going against all odds being yeah. where they are right now. Like, the Rangers, before the season, obviously, the odds were against them to get where they are now. But when it started coming down to it, you're right. But ah, a lot of fun, though. I know that uh, apparently Game 1 was the uh, lowest-rated game, World Series game of all time, apparently. Um, I mean, that's that's not really a surprise. TV ratings in general are on the way down. And then, like, for the casual you know, doesn't care about either one of these two teams. Diamondbacks Rangers doesn't really do it. <clears throat> if that's, if somebody actually knew baseball, they would be a little surprised because it's a powerful offense versus a, a team that plays small ball. And, like, yeah. it's kind of fun to see which one's going to win out of those. But. Like, that, that's why I, I laugh at, like, the people that – because I have seen some Astro fans and some uh, Philly fans – talking about like the you know MLB didn't want them back in the World Series. MLB would have fucking killed to have Astros Phillies. Yeah. Again. <laughs> yes, they would have like, loved that. <laughs> that is absolutely the two teams that they like the Astros above all. Like if they were if the MLB power rated the teams that they would have wanted to in the World Series, it would from those four, it would be Astros, Phillies, Rangers, Diamondbacks. That that's the order that they would go in, yeah. Because Philly is in any sport. Philly is a love them or hate them type of team. True. And then the Astros, like it or not, they are a heavy draw when it comes to the casual fan. Because you either are an Astros fan and want to see them win, or you're not an Astros fan and you want to see them lose. Right. Like anybody that thinks that MLB was like polarizing for for the Rangers and and Diamondbacks, no. <laughs> You're definitely right. I agree with you there. <laughs> it's crazy because I guess uh, all of those ratings are obviously just coming out of Texas and Arizona. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's it's not like fine these are, with me. It's not like these are two small markets. They're just not big market baseball wise. True. Like DFW is like the fourth mo- fourth highest media market in the country, something like that, and Arizona is like ten. It's like it's two big markets. They're just not big baseball markets. True, that's fair. Man, game two, there were some kids in banana suits behind home plate. That was kind of fun. Right now, there's some guy in like a couple guys in big old muscle shirts that obviously they're not them. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow's game uh, ought to be interesting to watch, being that it is Halloween. Right, definitely. I'm excited for that. It's always w- fun when it's around Halloween. I want to say that it's been a couple of years since they've actually had a Hollywood Halloween game like on Halloween 
like a lot of times Halloween falls on an off day. True. But are right, you got anything else for for baseball, or do we need to move on? It's three one now. <sighs> it is three to one now because Aroldis Chapman came in and gave uh, a leadoff double and a single back to back. Yeah. Now Corbin's gonna hit a home run. You shut your mouth. <laughs> so there was some college football this weekend. There was some college football this weekend. Um, hi, Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's funny. He actually came to me and was like, was I a little harsh? I was like, nah, dude. It's sports. I mean, yeah. y'all, both, y'all both bring it to each other. So <laughs> Yeah. I, I, ha- I, I left some stuff in the chamber, but it's okay. I the only The only thing I'll say is like, when shit talking in one sport, when you start going after the other, a different sport, it's kind of, it's a little weak to me, but it's fine. I definitely know what you mean. However, I give him a little bit of a pass in that regard, just because it's still super fresh. No, I, I, mean, I know, I, I know, <laughs> I, I know. That's why I said it was raw. <laughs> For those that obviously don't know, because only the few of us do. Uh, Doyce uh, is a big Longhorn. Well, you people should know that Doyce is a Longhorn fan. Well, my buddy Jonah is the OU crying kid from 2006 or something like one of those years. And uh, so he's a big OU fan. Oh, man, this is hard. I'm getting sports updates because all the different sports are going on, and I can't tell what I'm getting an update for. Anyway, sorry. Uh, OU lost to Kansas <laughs> this weekend after, what was it, 18 straight? Losses to OU. Yeah, it was 1997. Was the last time that they had that they had beaten Oklahoma. Yeah, I was in like first grade. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So obviously it's a big deal, and OU was number five. They were on the up. I mean, we can't argue with that. They were on the up. They were looking a lot better. They beat the number three Texas at the time. Um, OU was looking good. Um, they had a, a little bit of a weak game last week, um, barely winning. But losing to Kansas is bad. So Doyce decided to say something about it in our Dynasty group chat that Jonah's in. And Jonah, uh, instead of saying anything about Texas, I'm, he might have said something about Texas, but he went straight to talking shit about the Astros just because the Rangers just beat them. And <laughs> yeah. All which, in good fun. Which again is fine. Like I don't, I, I don't care. Like <laughs> talk shit. It's it's fun to talk shit. It that's is. That's honestly what sports are kind of for. Yeah. The reason you want your team to win is so you can talk shit. <laughs> and the the joke that I the joke that I made is that the quarterback for Kansas is named uh, Jason Bean. Oh yeah, and you said imagine if you lost to somebody named Bean, and then I put a gif of Mr. Bean in the chat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. I mean, that was. I mean, even Jonah came up to me. First thing he said to me at work uh, this morning was, "I told you, OU is not a top five team," and he did. He told me, "I don't think we deserve to be a top five team. We're not that good." Like that was a really weak performance last week when they barely won, and so he he. Gets it. He knows that was a terrible loss. Yeah. I, so I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to throw up after this. But it, there's a difference between what a team is talent wise, where they should be talent wise in a ranking, or like where they are as far as how good of a team it is performance versus, based versus how high they should be record wise, like. You know, the the whole Bill Parcells thing, like you are what your record says you are, it doesn't really work in college because no, you could be a team, you could be a, a five and three team, but you lost to you know Georgia, Michigan, and Washington, and then the other team is a seven and one team, but they've played a bunch of cupcakes and they lost to Utah. It's like yeah, maybe the seven and one team is better. But my money would be that the five and three teams probably better in that scenario, specific scenario. Right. So just the just by virtue of being Oklahoma, having a win against Texas, which is one of the three to four best wins in college football this year. Yeah. 
being undefeated be this late in the season, having them top five is justified going into last week. I still have them at eight, even yeah. after even after the loss to Kansas. Now I I, I talk a lot of shit with uh, I talked a lot of shit with them losing to Kansas. Kansas is a good team. They are. Yeah, that's Kansas, true. Kansas is a good team. In, in a vacuum, it, like it's only funny because it's Kansas. If it was if it was Kansas State, if they if they were wearing Kansas State jerseys on Saturday, there'd be nothing to talk shit about because it's like it's Kansas State. That's a good team. Kansas is a good team. It's only funny because of the name Kansas. Right, and you're not Kansas is always known as a basketball school and yeah. and all that, and and so yeah, you're not wrong. Which what Lance Leipold has done at Kansas in the three years that he's been there, so the the previous six years at Kansas, this Kansas was like nine wins in six years before Lance Leipold came in. Leipold comes in, he goes two and ten in his first year. Last year he goes six and seven. This year he's six and two. And this is a guy like if can't you can't argue with that. If, if you don't know who Lance Leipold is, Lance Leipold was a former uh, Division three head coach. He was at a place called Wisconsin Whitewater. He coached at Wisconsin Whitewater for eight years. They had five 15 and 0 seasons, six national titles. And then another Damn. conference title. Damn. This isn't like a Division Three like superpower either. The school has six national titles. Total. <laughs> he had all six of them in eight years. In an eight year span. He lost like six games, five games in a in an eight year span. And I think so four of those win. five were in one year. Damn. Like the dude can coach. By the way, people, for anybody that doesn't know if Doyce knows his college football, this is all off the dome. (laughs) He is not looking at notes. He is straight just telling us what he knows. (laughs) I I looked it up on Saturday, but that was the last time I looked at it. Hey, that's still... I kind of knew that before then because I'm just... I'm wondering how long he's going to be at Kansas because let's say the Michigan job opens up for some reason. Yeah, that'd be... For some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Which we haven't even talked about that at all, but No, because we try to avoid the controversial stuff. <laughs> um but if the Michigan job does come open, if I'm Michigan, I am just hiring a Brinks truck to drive down to Lawrence, Kansas and just open it up on Lance Leipold's front front porch. Because yeah, I mean, like, with a resume I, like that, I really want to see what that dude can do at a high level program. Do you think it would take one more improvement season? I would hire him right now, personally. Okay. I don't know if he's a big enough name for a place like Michigan, because people still care about that. But if you if you want somebody to come in and win, I I don't know what more evidence you need than the fact that he's won 12 games over the past two years at Kansas. <laughs> Kansas? Yeah. Kansas. Yeah, that is crazy. That is crazy. Like, they had two winless seasons in the last 10 years. He's 6-2 and two right now. And his, they, and his his best player... Are they ranked now? His best yeah, player are. is not even 22. playing right now. And that best player is a quarterback, by the way. Right, which is crazy. You think They're doing this with a backup You're not going to win any games. Right. They're doing this with a quarterback that lost the starting job at North Texas. Shout out Mean Green, but damn. <laughs> Jason Bean started out in – he started out somewhere else, but then he went to North Texas, lost the starting job there, and then went to Kansas. Had the starting job, lost it. Then Jalen Daniels got hurt, so he got it back again, but then lost it to Jalen Daniels when he came back and then – Daniels got hurt again, so now he's a starter again. But damn, Lance so, yeah, that's very impressive. What really what Kansas is doing? Um, I have them at eighteen. I don't oh know what I didn't gosh. see what the AP what the AP had them at, but I have them at eighteen. Really good running, jumping catch on the on the wall for the center fielder. For, ah, I keep Thomas for the Alan Diamondbacks. Thomas. Yeah, Thomas, dude, he's been playing his ass off. He just made a really good catch. If there's one save, thing the Diamondbacks the have, run. if there's one thing the Diamondbacks have in plenty, 
it's outfielders, young outfielders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn, what a catch! That was that was very Evan Carter like from the yeah. Astros series. They've got, they've got, you know, obviously Corbin Carroll, Alec Thomas is really good. They've also got Andrew Jones's kid, is in their minor league Do system. They? Yeah, and he's really highly rated. Yeah, I've I've seen good stuff about him. <laughs> I didn't realize he was in Arizona's farm system. Yep. Uh, Shout main, out Andrew Jones. Hell main yeah. reason I know that is because I did an out of the park baseball series as the Diamondbacks, <laughs> and that was my outfield was Corbin Carroll in right, Alec Thomas in left, and uh, I can't remember Jones Andrew uh, Andrew Jones' kid's name. Is it just Drew? Drew. That's it. Drew Jones was my center yeah. fielder, and mm. it was like that for like a decade. <laughs> hey. That sounds like a pretty damn good cin- or outfield. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see what else. What else happened? Georgia um, looked good. Georgia did look good. You know, we've kind of been waiting for Georgia to have like one of those fast start, just control the game all the way through kind of games. They did that. And the world's largest cocktail party, and it's, I mean, Florida hasn't been the Florida that we're used to in the past, but they're still a rival, and you don't want to let anything happen there. So that was impressive. Uh, Florida State dominated. Yep. Uh, another big uh, matchup, which a little surprising to me after what they just did to USC. Utah loses to Oregon 35-6. to Yeah, which, which, I mean, they, I really, I just really wish that this Utah team would have been able to have Cameron Rising this season, but he's taking a medical red shirt now. He's not going to play at all. I just want to see what this team would have done with him at quarterback. Right. That's Cause true. they, they have no offense, like no passing game whatsoever. And because of that, because it just, it just happened. I think this previous week was when it was announced like, Hey, Cameron Rison's not coming back this year. I actually dropped Utah down from 10 to 25 in my rankings. Okay. That's how, that's how much I've, I view Cameron rising. Yeah. AP put him 18. But yeah, I was higher on Utah than than the AP, and now I'm way lower than Utah than the AP. Fair. Uh, USC Another... almost lost to, to to Cal. Cal, yeah. Which Cal is one, one of the point. worst Power Five teams in the country. Yeah, the USC. Oh man, I don't even know. I dropped them completely from my rankings now. Uh, Arizona, Arizona beat Oregon State. They finally. Arizona has been sneakily a really good team this year. Um, they're five and three. They they lost to USC by two. Probably should have won. That was a game that went to overtime. Yeah. They lost by seven to Washington, who most people have in the top five now. I'm, actually, everyone has them in the top five because there's only five power five undefeated teams. And then a seven point loss in overtime to Mississippi State. Yeah, like two of their losses have been in overtime. And their and wins have been pretty impressive. Besides, I guess maybe the the Stanford twenty-one one. to twenty Stanford, yeah, yeah. But which I mean, no, that Stan- is impressive to take down Oregon State. Like Stanford just hung around with with Washington this week, so it's not like Stanford's awful. They're not good, but they they can hang around sometimes. And then like Arizona kicked the crap out of Washington State, which is a pretty good team last week, and then this week. They take down Oregon State, who's also a really good team. I mean, Oregon State, a lot of people had them in the top ten last week. Yeah. Uh, North Carolina, embarrassingly, again, loses to Georgia Tech now after losing Oof. to after losing to Virginia last week. North Carolina, they peaked in my rankings. They peaked at number eight last week or going into last week. They went from eight to not ranked in two weeks. <laughs> By my rankings. I mean, let's see. What? It, yeah, they're not ranked in the AP either now. So, yeah, those are two bad losses. They're like, unforgivable losses. And that's coming off That's coming off a win over Miami, too, which, I don't know. It's weird how sometimes the good wins in the beginning of the season turn out to maybe not be that good because maybe Miami's not quite as good as we thought. Yeah, I mean Miami did kick the crap out of out of Clemson, but Clemson's four and four. Yeah, they're not looking good either. Which it's same kind of recipe. I like I came into the season not thinking Clemson was gonna be that good, but I didn't think four and four. 
four and four is a I'm long way to fall from where Clemson was just last year, much less three years ago. If you're, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're done with uh, this week, we do have some fun, interesting matchups coming up next week. That we do. It, we're we're getting into November now, so there. The nitty gritty. Obviously, I'm going to be looking a lot at the Kansas State-Texas game. Right. Which is huge for for conference. Yeah, Big 12 matchups. Notre Dame-Clemson should be interesting. Mizzou-Georgia. I think Georgia's going to destroy Mizzou, but Mizzou has played them close the last couple of years. Worse Missouri teams have played better Georgia teams close. Right. Take that for whatever it's worth. Back to what you just mentioned, though, the Notre Dame-Clemson, I mean, it's, it's a good uh, measuring stick for where Notre Dame is. Because if they beat the crap out of Clemson like I feel like they kind of should, then it's like, okay, Notre Dame's looking looking solid. Yeah. So. Bed- Bedlam next week. Yeah, Battle of Bedlam. That That's going to be fun. Because this is the last shot that – this is the last time Oklahoma's going to Oklahoma State. Oh, that's right. For who knows how long. The last game in Stillwater. And that's going to be a raucous atmosphere. Washington, USC. Yeah, that should be fun to see if, see if USC can dust themselves off and a find, few a, weeks find ago, a pulse. Yeah. We would have thought that was definitely a huge matchup. Yeah, a few weeks ago, that's a top 10 matchup. Yeah. And then we got a LSU, Alabama. Yeah. That should which, be a pretty good one. You know, not too long ago, that's the biggest game of the season, right? In college football, until yep. the you know before the playoffs. So yeah, it, I mean, not a ranked team, but Oregon State is going to Colorado. Colorado's been getting a lot of hype. So still, we'll see. yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Should be a good week, and then the aforementioned Arizona uh, hosts UCLA. So yeah, I mean, that's going to be a fun one too. There's there's some good games on the slate this coming weekend. Yeah. All right. Let's get to uh let's get to Chase's power rankings. You said you don't have a full power ranking this week. I do not. I've been very busy with the the World Series and just stuff going on. So it's plus it's always been kinda tough when I still have a matchup on Monday night, even though it is the Lions and Raiders, but I have had the Lions higher than than normal. Um they are, I believe, currently yeah, they're winning 23-14 to 14 right now uh, with t- just over 10 minutes left in the fourth. Um, so they're looking good. But I will. I do have a top five um, in the NFL currently. And I'm going to go from one to five a little different than I normally do just because I was a little bit less prepared than I typically am for my power rankings. But the NFL was a lot of fun yesterday. We didn't have a bye week. Uh, there were no teams on a bye this week. So everybody was playing yesterday on red zone during the noon games. There were nine games going on. So it just seemed like nonstop action. And it also helped that the Cowboys were just whooping that ass during all that too. So, <laughs> um, but to start with number one, and I hate to say it, but they do have the best record in football. They find ways to get it done. It's weird that they lost to the jets, but football is any given Sunday, but the Philadelphia Eagles, they're, they're the team to beat right now. Um, it it took three straight losses from San Francisco for them to, to actually really drop. Because <laughs> like, they did still look – it was just like, was this just a fluke? Oh, was this just back-to-back flukes? But now it's like, okay, three weeks in a row? No, you're, you got to drop. They, they're looking a little rough. But so Philly taking care of business. Division game against Washington this week. Huge matchup. I know it on paper doesn't seem like a huge – but division. When it's when it's NFC East, especially at least I don't know if that's just because I'm more used to the NFC East, but when it's NFC East against NFC East, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. So, um, plus that, I mean, Kansas City finally lost to Denver with Patrick Mahomes. So like <laughs> division games, it can happen. Um, so Philly is my number one currently. My number two team in the NFL. Is the Miami Dolphins. They are just too explosive on offense. They're they're just so good. They're so good. And they lost to the Eagles, which 
like I just said, arguably the best team in the NFL right now. That's their only loss of the season. It's the only time they've been held under 300 yards. Um, other than that, Dolphins just take care of business. They have their throwbacks. There were actually multiple teams in their throwbacks yesterday, which was very exciting. But Miami's are so clean. They look so good. And definitely look good doing it. I mean, anytime you beat Bill Belichick, especially after they just came off a huge win against Buffalo, and it's another division game for them, that's huge. So Miami, I have a number two. Yeah, it's kind of stupid how explosive they can be. Yeah, it really is. Like, they literally can pick and choose who they want to go off that week. It's typically Tyree Kill. But, and then right now, Mostert stepped back up again, had a pretty good week uh, at the running back position, but they're still without one of the most explosive players so far this season in Devon Achan. And if he comes back, and he just adds a whole other level to this offense. And who was it? Uh, they just traded for Chase Claypool as well a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, they did. Um, so, I mean, they've got options. They, they are not... <laughs> they've got a deep depth chart. So Miami's looking really good. The number three team sticking in the AFC, I think Baltimore. Baltimore is just every year you think that they're pretty damn good, but they just struggle to win the games that they should win. There, there's even a meme of, of Lamar Jackson where like they were up by this much in these many games and they still ended up losing. So, this year, that's not the case. They're taking care of business. Like I mentioned last week, Lamar Jackson last week looked absolutely insane, over 300 passing yards and just getting stuff done. And they get it done again this week uh, against the Cardinals. It is a seven-point win, but the Cardinals beat the Cowboys this year. They've had some some good stuff going for them, so I think it's a pretty impressive win for them. It, it wasn't that close the whole game. It seemed like more of an ass beating than than the final score ended up being. So, yeah, Baltimore looking good. If they can get any kind of production out of OBJ, Zay Flowers, the rookie, uh, Rashad Bateman, if they can get any kind of production in the receiving core, they're going to be scary. So, I have Baltimore at three. At number four, it does get a little spicy, but I think I'm going to have Kansas City still in there. I mean. Apparently, Patrick Mahomes had the flu. He was getting IVs before this game started. He was 16-0 and on the, divi- on the road in the division heading into this game. He had never lost to Denver. So you, that couldn't last forever. It just couldn't. So if you're going to take a loss, it's going to be a division loss, and it's going to be when Patrick Mahomes is kind of sick. It was also... Uh, he snapped, uh, what was the game? Dang, I don't remember how many games. But he didn't throw a touchdown pass. Oh, it was a long first, streak. <laughs> first game since, like, I want to say 2021, early in the season. Uh, something like that. Yeah. Um, was the last time he didn't throw a touchdown pass in a game. So that's insane. So I still have a lot of faith in Kansas City. I think they're still one of the best teams in the in the NFL, AFC for sure. I just think that Miami and Baltimore are looking a little bit more powerful. I think Kansas City needs to make something happen before the trade deadline tomorrow. That's what I think. But I still think they're in the the conversation, even if they don't, just because of that, that combo between Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. They've got a good defense. They've got one of the best coaches of all time. I think they're going to be fine. So... Kansas City number four. As long as that guy's back there slinging it around, they're always going to have a shot. Agreed. Number five. This is probably going to be my controversial one, but I think Dallas. Mm. I like it. I like how they're playing. They have two losses on the season. They're six and, or five and two. Their two losses, Arizona, that's the one that's kind of unforgivable. But it was also almost like uh, a trap game. So... I'm not necessarily giving them a pass, but they've had some all of their wins have been very impressive. They they've been really good in their wins. And then the other loss was San Francisco, who were absolutely on fire, arguably the best team in the NFL at the time. 
now with them going three straight losses after beating the Cowboys and Brock Purdy really struggling. Now, I don't want to put it all on Brock Purdy because I wasn't giving them all the credit when they were winning. It wasn't all Brock Purdy. It was a lot of the, the people around him. So I'm not going to necessarily say it's all his fault that they're losing now. But something's got to give. I mean, Christian McCaffrey's doing his job. He scored a touchdown. He he actually broke the – or was it tied or broke the NFL record for straight games with a touchdown? I believe he tied it. So I think he can break it next week. I think so, yeah. Um, he did break the the Niners one. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. That was uh, Jerry Rice. So – He's doing his job, so I don't know what's going on over there with San Francisco. But right now, they're in a funk. So that's why I put Dallas a little bit edge above them. I do think that Detroit has an argument to be in that top five. Um, I had them. I don't remember if I had them in my top five um, a couple weeks ago. But they had made an appearance in my top ten, for sure. So those are my top five right now. I'll I'll say it again. Uh, Philly. Miami, Baltimore, Kansas City, and Dallas. There is a little bit of wiggle room right there at five, but I'm a little biased. And a 43-20 win over the Rams, I think that's pretty a pretty big statement because the Rams, especially since they got Cooper cut back, have been looking pretty good. They got kind of screwed last week with not having any timeouts left and couldn't challenge the spot of the ball when it looked like Kenny Pickett was short of the goal or uh, the line to gain. And so they got kind of screwed. But I thought the Rams had been playing pretty well. So I thought that was a very impressive win by the Cowboys. The defense stepped up. Special teams stepped up. They did really well. So I'm back on the Cowboys bandwagon. <laughs> never left. But... Yeah, you, you never left. <laughs> Um, but that's my top five. I did have a couple other things I wanted to mention from football yesterday. Um, Alvin Kamara still got it. Alvin Kamara is an absolute monster. Um, they just need to to figure a few things out. But New Orleans looks pretty good. Minnesota gets back to five hundred at four and four, but Kirk Cousins tears his Achilles. Yeah, and that I, sucks. I hate that. I really hate that. Um, not just because I do have him in a, a fantasy league this year. But I just think that Kirk Cousins is a, is a good guy. He's an underrated quarterback, in my opinion. He gets a lot of hate that sometimes feels justified, but not always. So uh, I hate that for him, especially my girlfriend's team's the Vikings. And I think that definitely changes things, not having your star quarterback. So, Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I mean, it's a huge right. loss. And then uh, the final thing I really wanted to say about the NFL this week. Actually, two, real quick, sorry. Cincinnati looked really good. They beat San Francisco. Joe Burrow looked good. Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, they're getting everybody involved. Joe Mixon, like the whole offense is looking pretty good, and if their defense can hold San Francisco, a team like that, then they're going to be okay. So I think I think Cincinnati's actually looking a lot better, and right now we currently have all teams over 500 in the AFC North. So yeah, since he's doing it again, yeah, exactly. they're doing it again. They're doing exactly Close what start. they did last year, what they did the year before. Start slow, catch fire. Yep. Uh, the final thing I wanted to mention: uh, we had a terrible, shitty, shitty game between the Giants and Jets that had a record amount of punts in the first half. <laughs> I didn't see this, but but uh, oh, what's his name? The punter for the Jets. He used to be the punter for the Saints. Dang it, what's his name? Oh, I can't remember now. But The only punter I know who their name is is the punter for Iowa. So <laughs> It's Tory Taylor, by the way. Oh, okay. That's that's Iowa's punter. <laughs> I'm glad you know that. <laughs> He'll be in the NFL next year. He's a good punter. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, punter for the Jets was really arguably the best football player all day yesterday. Like he pinned, he had multiple punts within the five. Mm. He had, I want to say all of his punts were, were downed within the 20. And then he had a few in between that. So like he literally in a way, besides the last second drive by uh, Zach Wilson, which 
was a little sketchy. Apparently the center spotted the ball, which some people are trying to say that the center is allowed to spot the ball when it's a, a spike. But usually the ref has to get in and spot the ball. And so usually, it, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of a, a sketchy way that it happened. But they spiked the ball one second left, kick a field goal, go to overtime, and they end up winning. But, dude, the punter, Morstead. Morstead mm, was the punter. That sounds and That's right. what his name was. Um, but, dude, he was on fire. It was just ridiculous. Like, <laughs> I've never seen a day where the punter for anybody was like the man of the game. And he was dude. Like he, it was legit. I saw like a a whole collage of all the different punts that he had. And it was, it was very impressive. Good for him. Random. I know. Right. Good for, good job. Jets. You got a good punter. (laughs) It's important. It is. Rangers win game three. Yeah. Rangers take a 2-1 lead. They have still yet to lose on the road in the playoffs. I feel like this is a series that's going to go seven. I hope it goes five. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hoping that Thursday night is the last game. I'm sure you are. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, it's so fun. The series will be over by the time we next do our, when we do our next episode. Yeah, definitely it will. And hopefully I'll be happy on here and not sad. No comment. (laughs) Dude, I I almost couldn't. uh, I went to try and find a World Series hat. Like, for for some reason, I don't know what it is. For me, yes, if if they end up winning, I'm going to buy champ gear. But for me, I love getting just like the World Series hat that they wear during the World Series. I got one for the Braves when they were there a couple years ago. I have my 2011 Rangers. I got the red one then. Um, and that one actually was really cool. It had like fall leaves and it says like fall classic on it. And I'm like, man, I like the logo this year, but it, uh, they're getting kind of lame. It just says World Series. Yeah, the <laughs> the logos have got there's – a, there's a collage out there with all of the World Series logos dating back to like the 90s. They're getting worse. They're definitely getting worse. Yeah, it's almost like they're trying to be like clean, but they're just basic. Yeah, uh, but on the on the topic of getting gear, even if your team loses, like I I have a uh, like my main winter hoodie is from the twenty twenty one World Series. It's Astros twenty one World Series hoodie. See, I want a hoodie too. It's so hard for me to pull the trigger on the hoodie usually though, because it's one of the more expensive ones. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got it on on clearance in like March of twenty two. Smart. Um, that's a good so way to do it. That's that's how I got mine. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! By the way, um, at least as of right now, let me see real quick. Mavs beat the Grizzlies. Stars were winning last time I checked. Yeah, Stars actually won five to three against the Blue Jackets. Oh, FC Dallas is down two to nothing to Seattle. So close. But the main one, Rangers win the World Series game. So <sighs> Yeah, I'd trade that with something else, personally. But you know. I would trade a loss in all the other ones for, for us <laughs> to win it. So <laughs> the Mavs and the Stars winning are just bonus. Rick bonus. This is the coach for the Stars. Oh. Or maybe not anymore. I need to watch more hockey. <laughs> <laughs> you got plenty of time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's just getting started. <laughs> um, so apparently, just real quick with basketball, apparently the uh, in-season tournament's already starting like next week or the week after. I think Friday. Is it Friday? I think so. I think the it's first game is Friday. Really early. Any interest? <sighs> A little Right now, obviously, like, it's so hard. Luka scored 49 on Friday and a triple-double on their first game. And I was, like, kind of aware. (laughs) (laughs) I'm way too focused on this World Series to even kind of care what's going on. I was glad, honestly, that we had Sunday off so that I could just watch football and not have to worry about the World Series. 
even though I didn't end up watching the Chargers Bears Sunday night game anyways. But still, it just I got to chill. We we actually watched the replacements yesterday. Nice. One of my all time favorites. Nice. So, yes. I, I I do love that movie. It's yeah. it's good. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Ole, 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 ole. I watched uh I watched Spider Man, the first the Tobey Maguire Spider Man last night. Ooh, classic. Yeah. Classic. You it, oh, it shows its age. It's it shows its age. <laughs> I bet it does. I bet if I went back and watched it now, I'd be like, What the hell? <laughs> like it's still better than some stuff that comes that's come out in the last five to ten years as far as special effects go, but it definitely shows its age. <laughs> oh, the scene where he's hanging upside down and Kirsten Dunn's kisses him. I know. It's all rainy. That's yeah, the the <laughs> the upside down kiss is like ingrained in my brain as like one of the hottest things ever because of <laughs> yep. seeing it when I was a kid. Oh, <laughs> uh, it didn't hurt that uh her shirt was getting pretty wet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could see some nipples. <laughs> There you go. I was trying. They were trying there. To just come out and say it, but yeah, you're right. I don't care. I have no shame. Fair. It was great. I de- I definitely paused at that part on my PS2 back in the day. Right. Yeah. That was that was a big thing when we were uh, kids. Yeah, it was. <laughs> all right. You got anything else that we need to to get in here? Go Rangers. That's all I got. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm also not sorry. <laughs> uh, Thanks. Uh, if anybody is curious, check us out on all the socials. We are on everything. Uh, Sporting Beards. Well, not necessarily everything, but like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, X, whatever the fuck it's whatever called. Whatever it is, yeah. Um, email sportingbeards at gmail.com. If you have any comments, we are on Patreon. Check us out on there. Um, yeah, give us a like, give us a follow. You know, let yep. us know if you like it or don't. <laughs> yeah, let us know either way. Yeah. <laughs> Yell at us. That'd be, that'll be fun. Yeah, greatness. <laughs> All right, well, everybody have a good week. Beards out. Beards out. <laughs>